SMB Wisdom acknowledges the traditional owners of the lands upon which we have recorded this podcast today. We pay our respects to Elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. Hello and welcome to the SMB Wisdom podcast, coming to you from the land of the Yuggera and Turrbal people. My name is Alice Rue and I'm a partner at SMB Advisory, the proud sponsors of this podcast. The SMB Wisdom podcast is a forum to provide value tips for business owners from an extended network of experts on their topics of expertise. I'm so very blessed to have an amazing network of people who are fabulous at what they do. They might be accountants, lawyers, business owners, or any number of individuals that day in, day out, deal with the issues and problems that can plague small and medium business owners and come up with solutions, outcomes, and results to assist. It's now my mission to bring some of this knowledge to small and medium business owners to assist them in making their good businesses great and their great businesses fabulous. Now on with today's episode. Well, hello everyone and thank you for joining us today for our SMB Wisdom Reflection Series for 2022. 2022 has been another year like no other where we've started to live and work through a different lens. And in this series, I'm privileged to speak with a series of guests that might also happen to be my contacts, friends and colleagues about the milestones they've reached, challenges they've faced and lessons that they've learned throughout the course of 2022. As an insolvency practitioner, I do like to look at the learnings that come about from businesses or ventures that might find themselves in distress in order to advise others on how to attempt to mitigate against making similar mistakes in the future. And in the same vein, I like to look to my colleagues, contacts and friends to hear what they've learnt from their different experiences as I think it builds towards a wealth of knowledge. And this is why in this series, I am talking with a number of esteemed and accomplished individuals to see what 2022 meant to them the lessons that have been learned and what might be ahead for 2023. Today I'll be speaking with Stacey Miller from Cronin Miller. Stacey is a highly regarded litigator with notable success in factually complex high-end litigation cases. Since her admission in January 2003, she's practised exclusively in the areas of commercial litigation, insolvency, debt recovery and dispute resolution. Stacey is empathetic but direct in her approach to a client's legal issue, acknowledging that having to meet with a litigation lawyer or an insolvency specialist is not on anyone's bucket list. She takes her professional relationships to the next level with genuine interest and care for the well-being of her peers and colleagues in the industry. Stacey is also my co-host in relation to all things insolvency bites. Welcome, Stacey. Good morning, Alice. Thank you for having me. Oh, a pleasure as always. Stace, I will uh, start off today by asking you the traditional land you're coming to me from. Oh, yes, the traditional owners of um, the Yugambeh people here on the Gold Coast. Excellent. Um, fabulous. And is it a nice sunny day on the Gold Coast today? It's actually a little bit overcast, um, and but that's okay because uh, our air conditioner broke when we tried to turn it on last week uh, at home, not at the office, otherwise we'd <laughs> have a revolt. <laughs> Uh, so I'm kind of happy with the um, the lower temps um, okay. Christmas this year. Silver linings, really? Silver linings. <laughs> now, um, you know, take of it what you will, but Stace, you are my last in this reflection series oh, for 2022. Um, it has been an amazing series. I've learned so much and I've enjoyed it thoroughly. So I'm really um, stoked to see what you've got to say as well today uh, to add to all of that. So thank you again for coming on. Um, look, 
2022 has been a big year. Um, I think we sort of, um, I don't know, for me, it's been sort of a multitude. I feel like we've had about three years moulded into one. And yeah. um, one of those things where I think at the start of 2022, I had all of these grand plans of what we were going to do. And I think I've achieved, you know, I've done all right. I have to go back and double check it, but I'm not sure that it sort of was as full speed ahead as, you know, I may have expected. What about you? What's 2020 yeah, meant for you? It's funny you say that. I similar, similar um, for me as well. I, I think this year, um, maybe because it's it's the aftermath. I don't even want to use the word COVID because it's done, um, and that this year was not about that. But I think the year has just gone by so fast. It's a bit of an eye opener. Um, and whilst I feel like it's been a great year, I felt perhaps a little more directionless than usual. Um, I, I and I feel the need to be a bit more organised and plan for the years better so that I don't just look back at times like this and wonder what have I achieved and think where did that time go um but I think the reason for that is it's been a bit of a settling in year for me um you know professionally uh, in a professional sense um I've actually been a partner here for almost nine years uh and as you said in the intro next year I'm coming up to 20 years of practice so um it's there's been a few changes. I think by settling in, I mean there's been a bit of a reshaping of our team here at Cronin Miller Litigation over this past 12 to 18 months. Mm -hmm. And that has had a consequence of being transformative of my role. And I'm really loving that. I'm settling into a, a new um, type of role for myself, which is a little less client focused or client work or on the tools I guess you would say always happy to get on the tools because I actually love the the practice of law um, but a little less this year than in previous years um, and I've been more team and growth focused mm -hmm. for the business and that's been quite new and exciting for me because yeah after almost 20 years of practice it's it's just refreshing to have done that um, but I hear what you're saying about this last year sort of feeling like you know almost three years rolled into one um i, I that really resonates with me because i i feel like it's been a, a bit of a strange year in that sense but at the same time it's just gone by mm. in the blink of an eye so quickly it's amazing i think and i i do think how quickly the time goes on without us understanding it i like when we do our insolvency bites bios and stuff i always say you know we've got over 20 uh, over 40 years experience combined yeah. you know and you think geez that's a lot of time yeah combined and um but then you look at it and you're like realistically um we've put a lot into that 20 years respectively each um we've come a long way it's a bit blink and you miss it, isn't it? Like, um, yeah. it's really interesting to learn about the evolution of your role within the practice as well. And I think, because when you said I'm settling, I'm like, from what? You've been there for a million <laughs> But it makes sense, you know, and sort of as things change and as firms change, as, as industries change as well, we sort of change with them. And I think if COVID has taught us anything, it's about that sort of adaptability, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's personal growth with that as well, not just professional. I mean, I'm I'm um, a little bit of a 
control freak. I, I admit that both personally and professionally. Um, I sort of like to oversee everything and um, get my hands dirty and sometimes like, well, if it's going to get done right, I'll do it myself. And but so there's a, there's a bit of personal growth for me to sort of step back and allow other others to rise up um, as well. And it's not to say that I haven't done that in the past, but I've been very conscious of doing that this year. And I've just had, you know, members, well, my whole team just really flourished because they've, they've been able to grow while I am also growing in, in that different way. So that's been really um, a huge, um, a huge development both um, personally for me as well as professionally. Of course, but also, I mean, that happens within a um, within a context where you need to have the support to be able to do that and then by you giving the support to your team for them to flourish as well. And I don't think that you can do that unless you have both of those elements. Oh, together. absolutely, because without those two elements together, you don't have that trust and necessary confidence that you need. And, look, we're in, we're in an industry where... You know, there's a bit of a balancing act between, um, you know, taking that step back and allowing people to make mistakes, but also being aware of what potential mistakes could be made if one was to be made, because they could have really dire consequences. Mm. Um, so it's, you know, it's it's a bit of a um, a careful line um, that you have to draw, um, but that's how people develop and grow um, professionally, and and you know, everybody needs that. So. No, absolutely. Well, exciting times and it sounds like there's been a bit that's gone on. Have you had any major milestones this year that you'd like to share with us? Um, I was thinking about this um, in preparation and, you know, I from a business perspective, uh, we've had a, a phenomenal year. It's, it's been, as you know, in the insolvency space and in particular the construction industry, um, you know, we've we've been working on some really major um, collapses, um, mm. which is always intense um, and you know rewarding um, in in many ways, as well as grueling um, in others. Um, mm. So professionally, that's again allowed you know members of my team to really step up um, and develop, which has been fantastic, um, and has allowed for for that growth of the team as well. Um, Personally, I've had, you know, some really key highlights this year and I think that in in previous times, often it's been the professional and business milestones that's overshadowed my personal goals and that's because I have historically prioritised those business goals. Um, so I think it means even more to me this year that I've, I've sort of achieved some things that I perhaps had been putting on the back burner from little things from spending more time with the family, um, you know, I've spent more time with friends, girlfriends. I went on a, a girl's trip away recently for a dear friend's milestone birthday and I'd never done anything like that before. So that was um, that was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. And I enjoyed it because I did it guilt-free. Um, yeah. And that, that's one of my achievements this year is to, um, you know, get rid of um, or absolve myself of that guilt that in the past I've I've tortured myself with um, every time I do or think about doing something that really only benefits me. It's, you know, oh, how does this benefit the family or how does this benefit the firm? No, it just benefits Stacey. Oh, well, I can't do that. There has to, <laughs> has to be some other reason for this. And I think that obviously that's something that a lot of people will relate to. 
um, you know, it will persist in that form of mum guilt, um, but also at work as well. You get a lot of guilt sometimes around um, things you do or don't do. But, you know, I've, I've really made a conscious effort to sort of dismiss that and, and go, this is just not helping anybody by holding on to that. So, so that's been good. Um, and actually, as well. Oh, can I interject? Can yeah. I interject for a moment? I think um, when you talk about it in context, and I think you're right, I think it resonates with a lot of people, resonates, you know, very much. Um, when I think about it as well, though, and when you sit down, I think you've got to work through the process, right? But if it is good just for you, yeah. then it is good for everyone else. Yes. And um, I think that that's, uh, yeah, that's a very um, poignant point that does need to be made in terms of the firm, in terms of yeah. the family, in terms of uh, a lot of other bits and pieces because if you don't get that and those things that are just good for you, you're not always going to be operating at your ultimate for everybody else. Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, but it doesn't, it almost doesn't matter Alice, how many times you hear that? I mean, we, you and I, and, and a lot of people listening have probably heard people advocating for self-care and the need to tie, take time out and, and do these things. You can hear that over and over and over again. And I have for years and years and go, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, when I get time, I'll do that. <laughs> like make time, that's so important. And you still just don't do it. But this year I did it. I, you know, and and um and i feel the benefits of it and i i i greatly believe my family feels the benefits of it because mm. i'm you know able to then work on a little other key things like patience mm. and tolerance <laughs> just um and i know and i i definitely know that um the firm has has benefited in a in a probably a less direct way um so yeah it's it's, it's a good thing no, that's great. Um, so let's talk about some challenges. And obviously you're talking about already having that balance between, um, you know, trying to make sure that you have the priorities set out correctly. Yeah. And that can always be a challenge, I think. Um, yeah. But any other challenges for 2022? Um, I think getting back into just a bit of structure, um, it's probably... It's not so much has been a challenge, but perhaps wasn't a focus for me. And mm -hmm. and that's likely led to what we were talking about earlier, which is why that I've looked back on this year now and gone, okay, wait a minute, and, and feel a bit like perhaps I worked through that a little bit directionless. I had all these ideas of things I wanted to do, but I didn't actually sit down and plan it out. And I think that's really important um, because otherwise you do look back and go, oh, I didn't actually do that or I started that and I didn't finish it. Um, and mm. so that's that my child, that's probably been something that if I could go back and do again, I would spend some time actually, you know, doing a little bit of a, um, you know, not a checklist, but just what do I want to achieve? How do I plan this out? How do I make it happen so that I don't lose sight of just, those things when I do get busy or when this big job does come in or I do take that week off to go on, on a trip with a girlfriend. That's right, absolutely. That. But, so that's one thing. And I think also um, I, I've personally felt a little bit challenged 
in terms of getting out there and networking and doing that business development this year, which is actually a little bit odd for me. I'm, mm. I mean, I'm naturally, I'm not an extrovert. Um, I am apparently what you call an extroverted introvert. Um, and I think that's a product of the industry I am in um, and the role I have. Um, I would much rather be at home in my pyjamas at 6.30 at night than at a function networking. <laughs> sounds terrible, but it's well, the truth. Um, but, you know, you have to do these things when you, you know, when you're in this industry and you run a business and it's it's good for the business. And, and look, don't get me wrong, as soon as I'm there, I enjoy it and I, I love catching up with people. But um, I, and this is definitely a COVID after effect, I think. I have not sort of pushed myself outside of my comfort zone to make sure I do get to that function or I do attend that event or I do put my name down to go to that breakfast um, and there has been no negative consequences of that. And, and again, probably there's been some positives in that I've, I've felt more refreshed and had that family time and everything. Um, but I do see the benefits of that. So that's one of my um, goals or motivations for next year, just to step it up a little bit more as well. I think that's really interesting um, on both fronts. One, I think just from what you're saying there in terms of the networking thing, I think as well, Funnily enough, and millions wouldn't believe it, but I am similar to you in that vein in terms of sort I of you have, you have a lot of extroverted uh, <laughs> tendencies, but I still have, I need a lot of that sort of, you know, um, withdrawing time as well. And I think when you have that networking and that getting out their muscle and it is exercised all the time over the last 20 odd years as it were and then you have a couple of years where you don't exercise that it's the same as when you just don't go to the gym for two years yeah you know, absolutely. You run a marathon and it's like it's difficult to do that and to get back into it um and so i think you know it's a product of that as well so i'd agree with you there it makes a lot yeah. of sense to me um and it's really interesting what you said about the planning and the structure because i've found that i mean those who know me well know that i'm you know normally look at the astrology for the next 12 months and i tend to you know plan with the the monthly cycles and do all the the card readings and the rest of it and, you know i've done none of that this year and i oh, think wow. no and i think a lot of it like i'm looking at it planning into next year and um you know at the birthday and i do it you know that time as well and the 30 june generally and the end of the year but yeah. I'm wondering whether or not that was also because of um, all of the disruptions we've had for the last two years. Like I am, I like to be planned. I like to be controlled, you know, quite in control of what's going on too. But I sort of get to the point sometimes where you try hard and it's like, well, stuff here then, I'm not going to deal with it. And that's sort of how I think I felt in terms of the last 12 months. It's like I've done two years worth here where I've sort of very consciously looked yeah. Um, what's the theme for this month? What do we want to do? How do we want to achieve it? You know, this is what we'll do. Let's check in about that next month, you know, and really build on that. And just with all of the lockdowns and then, you know, for me as well with the practice in Melbourne, you know, trips being cancelled or events being sorted, and I just was like, well, why bother? Um, yeah, our subconscious is saying there's no point planning anything at the moment. The last two years have told us that... Hmm a spanner will be thrown in the work. So just take it one day at a time. And I I have really felt that. I'm partly because of how busy I've been, particularly over the last few months, I'm literally going day to day. Mm. What have I got in my calendar? What's what do I need to achieve today? 
and you know if someone calls me about especially if it's not work related oh what do you want to do next week or can we do this I'm like oh my goodness I can't think past you know 7 p.m today I'll, I'll really try and sit down and look at it then um but yeah I I I think that's probably right and I wonder if that's the case for a lot of people that you know even the most or and you're definitely much more of a planner than I uh, <laughs> Um, and more organized than than I am but it's one of those things where for the last two years we've we've just been you know diverted off you know mm. certain tasks or functions or events cancelled um, bookings vacated flights all those sorts of things it's mm. kind of like, let's just let's just wing it because we're gonna have to pivot as we used to say quite a lot mm-hmm. um, quickly anyway no I think that's right so I think um and I've learned through that I don't think I can wing it I'm I don't get the best out of me in doing it um and I think it's good sometimes to go back to basics and understand those things so even as recently as this morning I've started planning my planning so um for next year (laughs) and what that looks like um and I and just in doing that I'm feeling much more comfortable about things so we'll see how and when that can actually it's not just about planning as well. I mean, obviously, it's planned out, but um, it's about having that purpose in the and accountability, and then being able to be accountable. Um, and I think that that this is something that has um, plagued me probably my whole adult life. <laughs> if I'm if I'm not planning it out, um, then I don't then get annoyed at myself, and and because of that lack of accountability. Um, it's like, well, I'm winging it anyway. See, I'm, I'm, I'm probably more of a wing it type person. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's strange that I've, I've come to this point now where I, and perhaps it's also a product of the people I surround myself with. I've got a couple of girlfriends and connections that are very much about being purposeful, um, in planning for goals and, um, achievements throughout the next financial year and then manifesting um those goals and i'm starting to sort of go okay well this is something i should sit down and do and and i definitely plan to do that over over the upcoming break when i've got a little bit of headspace and time to do that and you need that you definitely need the space to be able to do that um that's excellent i guess that moves us into lessons then and i think sort of with the challenges we almost talk about lessons at the same time but have you had any key sort of learnings from from 2022 um the a big one is that if i if when i step back and i have the thing the world won't fall apart so that's wow what an eye who would have thought (laughs) imagine all the things you could do stacy Uh, that's been a great lesson for me um and there's there's just there's more that I can give and do here for the business for the firm than what I have been doing so um that's there's that's really refreshing as I said earlier for me and um gives me some excitement um and motivation for the next um I was going to say 12 months, but maybe the next 20 years since I've got 20 years behind me. Um, so, yeah, so that's that's a bit of a takeaway for me, um, which is I good. think that's fabulous. Yeah, no, no, and I think, you know, you, you build on that, right, and you learn from that, but you've got to have that learning first before you can have 
yeah, any yeah. And it's a little bit of a, a leap of faith for um, for people like me. Um, you know, we've all got different, um, obviously, personality traits, and it comes easily for others. Um, but as I said earlier, I'm a little bit of a control freak. I wouldn't call myself a micromanager when it comes to my team. But I just like being involved um, all the time. <laughs> and going, yeah, sounds like micromanaging to me. Um, but, no, I've never actually been accused of that. It's much more collaborative. Mm. Um, yeah. It's about being involved. But I also think you'd need to, and that's where there is the, the fine balance in terms yeah. of, um, and you, you raised this much earlier in our discussion today, but it's a fine balance about you still need to be involved. But, yeah. you know, is it the five dot points on a piece of paper? Do you know what I mean? Here are the things we need to decide today. Or yeah. Is it, you know, okay, now we, let's set aside five hours to talk about, yeah. you know, yeah. the things. And I think there's different layers of that as well. So that's great. And that what an exciting um, path. Yeah, I think so. Um, and as I said earlier, it's, you know, I've been a partner here for almost nine years. I think it's nine. Yeah, February 2014. Um, and then so it's interesting the way that role has evolved for me. Um and it's almost like it's a new a new thing. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> Very much not. Um, but, yeah. No, that's interesting. So you just, just caught me off guard too because I made partner in 2014 and I've never thought of it for a second in terms of quantum of years. But anyway, we'll <laughs> get yeah. on to that. No. Um, and 2023, talking about big numbers, I reckon 2020, I was saying to someone the other day, you know, I remember when the year 2000 rocked around and that was a big number. I know. Entire, basically a lifetime ago. Um, yeah, so, okay. <laughs> remember we were worried about what would happen and whether all the computers would would still work the next day. Yeah, if everything would still be here. Yeah, it was, it was a thing. It was a thing. Yeah, um, yeah. But now we're, you know, 23 years hence. Um, what do we think is going to happen in 2023? What do you think is in store for you, for the firm, for the industry, for the world? Tell me um, your thoughts, Dave. Geez, you're throwing the big questions at me. Oh, <laughs> uh, look, I don't, okay, let's start with the industry. Um, I think you and I are going to be a bit busier um, over the coming year. Um, I don't and I think that's going to be hard for a lot of people, um, but I think it's a necessary evil to try and um, get things back on track. I think there's a lot of pressure and concern, um, you know, obviously with the cost of living, with interest rates, you know, we could talk about that for a long time. So that's a little bit scary and it's, it's definitely um, something that is obviously... Um, on people's minds as they go into this festive season even. So mm -hmm. um, so I think from a from a um, business or professional perspective next year, it's, it's going to be an interesting year um, and it's going to be tough. There's going to be some really tough times um, um, dealing with that for our clients. And, you know, I, I, I have great relationships with my clients. I think it's really important to establish a good rapport because we work with them as a team mm -hmm. and it's hard. I'm, you know, I, I think my bio even says I'm, I try to be very empathetic with them, but direct, um, because, but they need that empathy because this is mm -hmm. such a, um, significant thing to have to retain um, either a litigator or an insolvency lawyer to assist them through what is, is probably going to be one of the most stressful periods of their lives um, mm. if they pick up the phone and speak with me. 
Um, on a lighter note, um, personally, you know, my I've, my girls at home, I've got a 13-year-old and a soon-to-be 11-year-old and a soon-to-be 6-year-old, and I feel like I'm really in the thick of it in terms of parenting and timetables, um, after-school commitments <laughs> and all those sorts of things. Um, but, you know, I look at them sometimes. I'm like, oh, my goodness, you just look, you know, half a, a foot taller. When did that happen? So I really just want to slow down uh, and be in the moment with them. Um, so that's, you know, just loving life with them. And we very recently, um, you know, fulfilled one of my childhood dreams, which was to secure a little property down in um, New South Wales, where we're going to spend more time um, holidaying and, and having time and, and making memories. So Congratulations. Um, How fabulous. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to ring in the new year down there, which will be um, a great start to 2023. I just, I can't remove the smile from my face when I think about that. And because it takes me back to my childhood memories, because we spent a lot of time there um, growing up. So I'm excited about that. And yeah, I want to push myself a little bit more next year. You and I have got some things going on that I need to be more structured and purposeful and and get onto that. <laughs> we'll get ourselves on. <laughs> that, that, you know, will we'll fall into place if we are both more organised with our planning. I feel like we've had a little bit of a confessional with each other. It's almost like we're apologetically saying, yeah, was a, I was a little bit directionless and you're saying, yeah, I'm not as organised as I Yeah, no, absolutely. It's been a year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's about, you know, being more purposeful and and um, having those, um, those goals firmly mm. um, set out so we don't lose sight of them. Um, and interestingly, I had um, I had a little... I went down to see my uh, mum and dad recently and um, the girls were there with me and we sort of mocked up a, a pre-Christmas dinner with them because we won't see them till the day after Boxing Day and we had these little mini bonbons that had conversation starters in them. So my, my conversation starter I'm going to take into the new year with me and it was, you know, if you could do anything without the fear of failure, what would it be? Um, and I'm making myself a list of things um, rather than just one. Um, and I'm I'm going to try and conquer a couple of those. And if I fail, then I've succeeded in doing something I haven't otherwise planned on doing because of that fear. And if I don't fail, then success. Who knows so, where we could end up? Stace, that's right. Oh, my goodness. Stay tuned for these reflections in 2023 this time oh, next <laughs> time same place same channel Just that's like fabulous oh thanks Stace. now um normally at this time in the smb wisdom podcast i would normally ask my guests what their best piece of business wisdom is that they've ever received um but given the flavor of these chats and the time of year um, I'm instead looking and I'm I'm asking about sort of end of year traditions, you know, what makes it feel like, you know, the festive season for you? Um, yeah, you know, if you celebrate Christmas, for example, what are you 
what do you know about you know Christmas trees or happiness what are those traditions that you do that just makes you think okay we're into the fun time now you know I can actually start um thinking about that time of year I know I've been busily making Christmas cookies and it was with the intention to give them as gifts but we've just been (laughs) so um Tell me what, you know, the end of year festivities are like for Stacey. Okay. Well, look, I have so many because I am one of the biggest Christmas geeks you will ever find. I just love it so much. I love the magic of Christmas. (laughs) And I start it as early as I possibly can. Um, But my husband is a total Scrooge. So there's balancing act there. I, um, oh gosh, we get the tree up as soon as we can, but my birthday is mid-November, so we have to wait till after that. So it's decorations, it's it's the over-the-top Christmas tree with over-the-top <clears throat> ornaments. Um, my husband um, makes eggnog for me um, and there's much more champagne than usually is consumed. I make rumbles, rumbles is my thing, um, which are very chocolatey. And I too like to give them as gifts, but um, that intention um, usually isn't honoured because my husband loves them. So for a Scrooge, he quite he actually really gets into it. He eats all the rumbles. He makes me the eggnog, um, which I love him for. Yeah, he he does all the cooking Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and Boxing Day. He he loves it. Um, he loves that part of it. Um, so yeah, the Christmas carols go on early, buble, um, and you know, pentatonics. It's, mm. it's all of it, and it's great at the office. Oh my gosh, the wonderful Christmas gifts! I'm sitting here sipping my um sparkling water out of a plastic champagne glass that got delivered yesterday with a picnic hamper. Like, it's just next level, it's it's very um. How can you not feel festive and happy and excited, especially when you've got kids at home too who really get into it? And I, like, I just become one of them. My mm, poor husband I think- after four um, overly excited girls. <laughs> and, of course, the bloody elf on the shelf arrives on the 1st of December and we have got the laziest elf known to man. All he does is move places at night. There's no tricks or hijinks at our household because I am so sleepy by the time my eldest goes to bed she's actually um she's actually helping this year because you know the secret is out or has been for a couple of years with her um so she'll come in and she'll she'll tiptoe in and she'll tap me on the shoulder and I'll I'll startle awake it'll be all of quarter past nine (laughs) would you like me to move Jules tonight and put the chocolates out? I'm like, yes, yes. Just <laughs> this is your yeah, job. Yeah, so you talk about stepping back and delegating. It seems like you're doing a very good job in that regard. <laughs> I, yeah, have, um, I have banned the elf on the shelf. Do you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you have. Oh. We have never and we will never uh, much to much to my son's um, dismay, uh, he comes home and eagerly tells me what everybody else's elf in the shelf does. I mean, yeah. they get they get a fair chance. I mean, we get a significant one December box in this household. Yes, and, um, that's my trade off. You talk about the mum guilt um, yeah. in terms of that. Um, but I but that being said, I thoroughly enjoy watching everybody else's elves antics. And we've had elves this year in the uh, ballet studio, we've had elves oh, in wow. the classroom, which was an effort given that 
you know, school broke up for us on the 3rd of December or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they've been around for a little while this year, but I must admit that's my, I am the biggest fan of Christmas, but I have drawn a line. And yeah. um, I keep hoping every year that maybe, you know, well, we won't be asking for one. <laughs> You're right, but it hasn't, it hasn't worked yet, so we'll just see how we go. How do, you, how do you then explain why the elf doesn't come? Like when we got we got the elf back when um, Scarlet was quite little and she's now 13 um, and it's gradually picked up obviously mm. in popularity and momentum and I remember the first year I saw the boxes of them at Meyer and I was like, oh, my goodness, turn her around, run her away. Like yeah. she see that you buy this elf in the store that goes completely against what we've been saying he's sent by santa mm -hmm. um but so do do your children come home and go well why why don't we have an elf why yeah and i think i have enough authority in the house that when i say that i've just not let the elf in the house yeah that yeah. they're okay with that um <laughs> sunny comes home though and tells me that he can buy an elf at woolworths and yeah. so can't we just go and buy one? i'm so no um but yeah no and i'm not sure how much and it, it's one of those things isn't it so the level of myth and the level of belief yeah. i've been able to counter my um what is the elf with i just do not i'm not letting him in the house yeah, yeah. and we've got a lot our of house, our house rules and no yeah. elves here yeah. um and that's been accepted um quite grudgingly at the moment um so who knows i might be the cause of many years of therapy um for for my children yeah. going forward but that's um yeah i think it evens up in, in due course yeah i'm sure that i'm sure they are completely spoiled in so many different ways well, <laughs> they won't it won't worry them too much i think they'll be okay um on that note Thank you very much, Stacey. That's been a fabulous, always fabulous to chat with you. I could chat with you all day, every day, and we often I know, I know. Um, But thank you for coming on and, and for letting me hit the record button and having the chat today. It's been just a fabulous um, chance to look at where we were um, through the year and where we're yet to go. Um, and I hope you do be able to be able, I hope you are able to get a break in, uh, enjoy you know, Northern New South Wales over Christmas, what an exciting time and to think yeah. about what's coming, you know, in the years ahead. I think that's just absolutely marvellous. Um, and thank you for everyone listening today and everyone who's joined me in this 2022 Reflection Series. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I've learned so much. And to be honest, um, given we were here this time last year as well, I'm starting to wonder if this is becoming um, one of the, the festive traditions for me is our opening up yes. and having the, the reflection like, series as well. So it's been a really good second year. And um, yeah. I've, I've it, loved so. sharing this year with you as well, Alice. So thank you. Yeah, We've that's had really great times this year. Um, and I enjoy our chats, social yes. chats, shooting the breeze, but also those where we talk about all things insolvency mm -hmm. and business, like you know, you're such a, a treasured um, member of my friend family network. So um, I can't wait for 2023 as well. Oh, thank you so much, Stace. That means so much. And it's just a, a wonderful, yeah, isn't it nice to have great people around you? You're yeah. um, equally for me, um, very much a trusted part of my circle. And I'm really blessed um, you know, to have amazing oh, people. We want to hug each other right now. but we're We do, a... but we're like not <laughs> close by. <laughs> that's okay. We'll save that up um, until ever. But thank you very much. Thank you for everyone who's listened. And until next time, be wise in business.
Thanks, Stace. Bye, everyone. Merry Christmas. SMB Wisdom is proudly sponsored by SMB Advisory. SMB Advisory is a specialist firm of chartered accountants dedicated to providing specialist insolvency services to financiers, advisors, directors and individuals. The team at SMB Advisory are a safe set of hands to talk through your options when things get tough or when you find yourself in a tricky business situation and you're not sure what's next. Call the team on 1800 762 238 or send a message through the website www.smbadvisory.com.au to talk through the next steps in your business journey.